Welcome to season number four of the Get Your Money Right podcast. The podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. So if you're tired of listening to big banks and broke people on how to live a mediocre financial life, this is a place for you. To find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change just that. I am your host, The Money Misfit, Jamar DuPaz. This is episode number 59. And today we're going to talk about focus. If you like me, your brain goes all over the place. And it's real easy to lose focus, to get distracted. So today we're going to talk about some tips to help you stay in the game, keep your eyes on the prize, and stay focused. So I'm excited about that. If this is your first time tuning in, I'd say welcome, welcome. Thanks for being here. I don't know how you found me, but this is the Get Your Money Right podcast. We talk about money, like I said, like it's everybody's business, because truly your money is your business and you should treat it like so. So on this podcast, we talk about it as it relates to real life, how you can use it to get the life you want to get and go see the things you want to see and love on the people you want to love and all that good stuff. How to functionally use your finances to serve you to where you're no longer serving your bills. So that's what we talk about. If you want to find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Consider becoming one of the misfits and join us on our brand new Facebook group, The Money Misfits, where we discuss episodes and answer questions and we'll be doing lives. I get on there from time to time, do some lives. We'll start doing more things like that in the Facebook group. So come join us, The Money Misfits. Of course, you can find all the links uh, to this show and links that I mentioned in this episode in the show notes, uh, yourmoneyright.com as well. And if you like it, make sure you are subscribed to the show. I know I haven't, some of these past episodes, I forgot to mention that, but make sure you subscribe so you get all the shows going forward and you can get access to all the back the back catalog of all the other episodes there's a ton of good episodes that we have again we're in number 59 we had a couple of bonus ones in there too if you dig deep you can find that but go through the catalog and and take a listen some people every every week i get somebody say i'm starting all over from the beginning uh, and it's a good place to start but it's a whole lot of catching up to do but uh you could do it right uh if you're looking to get your money right so uh, with that being said, let's get on with the show. Today's not going to be a long one. I know I say it a lot, uh, but but today is about focus, right? So today we're going to focus on the message. Last week, we had an amazing episode, episode number 58, and we talked about the strangest secret. If you have not listened to that episode, go back and listen to that episode. If you have listened to that episode, go back and listen to that episode. I played uh, a audio recording from a gentleman by the name of Earl Nightingale. He talks about the real secret to success. And it, it really, truly is the secret to success. And not only the secret to success, 
the best definition of success that I have ever heard and that I use to this very day. And what we learned in that episode is that you become what you think about. And that's something we kind of want to unpack today a little bit more and how we can use that to help us guide our focus. Right. Because if we if we look at that, we if you think about it for a second, right, you really do become what you think about, what you focus on expands in your world. And I like to use this example because it's a relevant one. And I think everybody has experienced it. If you can sit right now, you think, close your eyes and think about your favorite car. Don't close your eyes if you're driving, by the way. <laughs> keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes on the road. But just imagine while you focus on, on driving, right? But just, just think about your dream car or not even your dream car. Think about the car that you most recently bought, right? And think about the color, the make, maybe even the year, the wheels, all those different things about your car that you are very vividly aware of, right? And think about before you had your car, how you really didn't see it very much out in the road. But after you bought your car, after you recognize what your dream vehicle will be, you start seeing it everywhere. Right. No matter what it was, if it's uh, if you just bought a Corolla, right, you start seeing Corollas everywhere. If you got a blue one, you start seeing blue Corollas everywhere. Uh, it don't matter what it is. You start seeing more of that same vehicle. Why is that? Because what you focus on expands what you think about, you notice that's the way the brain works. Right. And it's on that premise that we're going to talk about how to use how the brain works so you can focus. Now, don't tune me out. Right. Don't be like, okay, this is a boring one. But look, if you really want to focus, if you're really having some issues with keeping your eyes on a prize, keeping your goals ahead of you and keeping yourself from from being distracted by the things you want now, as opposed to the things you want most, you really want to get this right. Because if you can understand this, you can protect yourself from yourself. We did an episode uh, last year. I think it was episode number 15. And it's a really good episode, but it's basically the episode was what you can do when you don't trust yourself with money. Right. And so a lot of the things we talked about there is also uh, applies to what we're talking about today. But go back and take a listen to that. Again, I'll put that in the show notes as well. But if you think about how the brain works, the brain, only thing it does is recognize what you want it to recognize. It recognizes things that are relevant to it. Right. Your brain is a big filter. It does not recognize all the things that's not important to you. Right. Let me say that again. It filters out all things that are not important to you. Right. Because you think about it, you see a whole lot of stuff like your eyes can take in a ton of information, but it only cognitively shows you so much of the information, the information that's important to you. Right. The information that you need to stay alive, to stay out of trouble, to go to the next level, these type of things, right? So if you're walking down the, down the street, right, and it's a beautiful day, but you see, uh, you notice there's dog poop on the sidewalk, right? Why did you notice that? Because the brain saw that and it says, hey, dog poop, don't step in that. And so you don't step in it, right? That's the way the brain works. It filters out stuff that's not important to you so it can recognize and tell you about the things that are important to you. Here's where a lot of times we mess up. We don't tell ourselves, we don't tell the brain what's important to us. 
So what happens is the media that we consume, the commercials that we see, the uh, the shoes that we see on somebody else or the attire that we see on somebody else that we respect or admire. Those are the things we see and we make those things important to us. One of the reasons why we have such a hard time saving for the future is because we don't see the future. It's not real to us. Right. So a lot of people say, oh, you need to save for retirement. But for the most part, for most of us, we don't do that very well. We may do a little bit here and there if we made the decision to do it automatically. Right. But for the most part, we don't save for retirement because retirement is not real to us. The future is not real because it has not become it has not, it doesn't exist. Right. So it's not important. to You We haven't made it important to you. That's why you don't necessarily take the action on it. Right. And we can look at all aspects of our life like that. We talk about this a lot, that the chief cause of financial failure or the chief cause of financial failure is giving up what you want most for what you want now. The problem is we don't take the time to recognize what we want most. So when we don't keep that in front of us, the latest message, the latest persuasion technique ends up taking our focus and ends up taking our money. Because your money is just is like your focus, right? It's like energy. It's like anything, right? Uh, whoever can pay more attention to you, to those things, will get those things, right? So there's people out there paying more attention to your money than you are. So therefore, they get your money. That's the whole premise of the show. Get your money right. Not just get it as in receive it, but understand it. Really get it. But I also want you to go get it, right? Go get your money, receive what is yours, but also keep it, Right? Uh, and make sure it's working for you in all those good areas. So, so let's talk about as we deep dig further in how you become what you think about, and we understand that how the brain works. You also have to understand where thoughts come from. And I heard one of my mentors say this, Master Frank, Mister Emanitier, who did the uh, the goal setting workshop for us earlier this year. If you haven't listened to those, go listen to that. Log into the website if you're a misfit. Uh, and that's right there for you. You can go through it uh, like in a course format. Uh, but he talked about where thoughts come from. Right. And it was the first time I've asked if you thought about that. Where do thoughts come from? And when you think about it, thoughts only come from three places. Right. They come from God in in the in the form of uh, inspiration, in the form of looking at his creations, in the form of desire, things like that. And it comes from the enemy. Right. In the form of doubt little bitty lies that that build doubt and doubt ends up becoming disbelief. And when you don't believe something, you don't move towards things. Yada, yada, yada. We'll, we'll unpack that another episode. And then the third place is where uh, thoughts come from is your five senses, right? Every time you look at something, it invokes a thought. You smell something, it invokes a thought. You taste, you touch your five senses. All these things invoke thoughts. As you go through life, as you go through your environment, you invoke thoughts. The challenge is, out of those three, there's only one of those that you can really control, and that's your environment. You've heard me say this before, that you are a product of your environment. The good news is you can control your environment, right? The bad news is a lot of times people have never told us that. As simple as that sounds, right? You may be hearing this for the first time, and it's, man, that sounds so simple, and it is. But you've probably never been told that, so you probably never cognitively or purposefully try to change your environment to make sure that it helps you focus. And that's what we really want to talk about today. That's what we're that's the key to this episode today is that you 
want to learn to control your environment. If you can learn to control your environment, you can control your thoughts. If you control your thoughts, you can control your focus. If you control your focus, you control your actions, you control your actions, you control the outcomes. Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully I didn't say that too fast. But that's what we want to talk about. So how do you control your environments? What are some tips that you can use today to maintain your focus? Right. Uh, and I know this because, again, like I said, I have I am scattered brain like a mug. I don't trust myself. Right. Because I have that entrepreneur mindset. There's things always coming at me. Uh, I always want to do the next thing. Right. So I have to help myself focus on things that are important to me and how I do that is first thing we talked about before, if you go back uh, to that episode we did earlier this year with Mr. Minitia, those bonus episodes, talked about writing down a goal, right? So I write down those things that I want to accomplish, right? And I write the vision and I make it plain, right? You got to be able to see it because if you can make it plain to your brain, then your brain recognizes things. Uh, I had an interview before and I was talking about with, um, with Jay Jones of the Black Entrepreneur Blueprint. And I talk about how I see opportunities a whole lot more now than I've ever seen them before in my life. Why? There's a different type of focus. I've recognized and I've told my brain and I've told myself that opportunity is important to me. Before wages and paychecks and and things like that was important to me. So that's the only thing I would focus on, right? I'd just kind of focus on the job. And one of the reasons why uh, people have such a difficult time when they leave a job or they don't have a job is because they've all they've done is focus on the job and they've become their job. So then when you become your job and you've lost your job, then who are you? Right. What are you? Because so much of what we do, especially when our career is concerned, we identify ourselves with that. Why? Because we think about it. One of the reasons why it's difficult for people to get out of their jobs is because that's all they think about all day long. You wake up in the morning, you're thinking about your job. Why? Because you got to get to it. You got to make sure you get there on time. When you get to your job, you're thinking about the things that you need to do. And when you think about the things you need to do, you think about when the next break is going to be. <laughs> when you think about the next break you're going to be, you start getting hungry. And you think about when lunch and you got to get to lunch. You got to throw your food down because you got to get back to your job. Right. And you got to make sure you check the clock because you don't want to be late for your job. And then you're looking at the clock, to see what time you can get away from your job so you can get home. So maybe you can kiss the kids, kiss the wife eat some food and get some rest and watch maybe a little TV before you have to go to bed, back to bed so you can get rested and you can get up in the morning and go back to the job. You become what you think about. So when you're thinking about the job all the time, that's what you become. And so what happens with our money in those situations is we're not thinking about our money. We're just thinking about the job, right? Because it's, it's all, it's, it's the only thing that's on our mind and it consumes so much of our time and so much of our energy. We can only really react, Right. And so we do things that help us pay for those conveniences so that we can make that work, make that schedule work on a, on a typical schedule. Right. Where you're getting up in the morning, you go to work, you come home, you go to bed, you do it again. Right. Uh, and so there's so many convenience fees that we pay for that type of lifestyle where there's so much going on that we don't have time to think about what we want our money to do for us. Right. And that's one of the most important things that I, I think I teach is getting back to that really basic thing is what do I want my money to do for me? So you want to do that. You want to first start with your focus and you want to make sure you write the stuff down. When you write it down, you get it out of your head, you get it onto paper, you take it from the, phys- the, phys- the spiritual, which is in your head, and you make it physical by writing it down on some paper, right? Get it out on a piece of paper. Now, once you have it on a piece of paper, 
You want to keep that in front of you at all times, whatever that most important thing is. Right. If you are having a hard time saving one hundred dollars. Right. We call it Sprint 100. You want to sprint to $100. Then write down Sprint 100 on a piece of paper on an index card. He talked about that in the episode last week. We talked about when you take an index card and you write it and you keep it with you. Write it down on an index card, Sprint 100. Then find a way to find $100 and boom. Then maybe you go to the next thing. Maybe you're trying to save up enough money to cover your car deductible. It's $500 or $250 or $1,000 or whatever it is, right? And you keep that in front of you. And maybe not just on the index card, right? Maybe you make multiple index cards and tape it to your steering wheel in your car. Put it on your desk at work. Make a beautiful picture frame. When we were getting ready to buy our house, we wanted to save $10,000. Now, before that, I had never saved $10,000 before in my entire life, right? I don't really know if I've ever had $10,000 in a bank account ever before that time. But one of the things that we did uh, was took out this big poster board and we drew out this thermometer, right? And every time we'd save money, we'd like color in the thermometer a little bit higher. We'd save a hundred dollars and we'd save five hundred and we'd save seven hundred and a thousand and we would move up. But this was on this huge poster board, so every time we basically opened our eyes, we saw it. Every time we went in the kitchen, every time we left the room, every time we went to the bathroom, every time we went out to the, to the car, we could see what our goal was. So this was the most important thing to us. So we always would see opportunities to fill that thermometer up to get to that $10,000. And we were able to do that. And before we uh, bought our house, right. And this was 10,000 in addition. So we can make sure we can have money, not just for down payment, but for, you know, all the other stuff that you need when you move that you don't think about, you're going to need and yada, yada, yada. So we would write things down. We would, uh, Put it in front of us at all times. If you've ever seen any videos of us on either I'm on uh, Instagram or Facebook lives or if you follow my wife, uh, you see we have a, a chalk wall. We like to have uh, we basically we take a wall. We have a couple of them now in the house that's all chalk. And a lot of times we would take our ideas and take the things we want to buy or take the things we want to do and write it real big on the chalk wall so we can always see it. You want to keep your eyes on the prize at all times. Why? Because if you can tell your brain what to focus on, it will automatically filter out the other nonsense that goes against what you really want. Right. Remember the car thing. Right. You won't see the all black Cadillac if you're looking for the all red Ferrari. Right. You may see it, but you're not going to pay as much attention to it. But when you see that Ferrari, it's going to catch you. It don't even matter if it was behind you. Something in you just senses that there it is. You turn around and you see it just like if somebody is looking at you. Right. Your brain can recognize that you ever turn around and somebody that's like three lanes over. They looking at you and you're like, man, what the heck? Is you, what, why is there people looking at me but anyway? But you turn around and you just happen to look at you think it's a coincidence. You just happen to look and you could feel somebody looking at you. you the brain is an amazing thing. Right. Uh, that's why it's important that you tell it what's important to you. If not, other people will tell it what's important. Right. And then it would focus on those things. So that's why it's important. Not only write it down, but keep it in front of you at all times. Make sure you can see it wherever you go, whatever the goal is, whatever the idea is, whatever the focus is. Keep it in front of you wherever you go. The next thing you want to do is immerse yourself in uh, the environment that's conducive to your focus. Right. So if you're trying to get your money right, uh, what I would do is be listening to podcasts like this. Uh, listening to audiobooks, reading books about this, uh, surrounding yourself with people 
who are on the same journey as you, who have the same ambition, who have the same goals, who are trying to transform their lives financially. One of the things I invite you to do, of course, is to come to the Money Misfit group, right? Stay plugged in. Email me, right? Shoot me an email. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you want to do, and I'll, I'll follow up with you. I'll check on you every now and again and say, hey, well, how you doing on your goals? How you doing on your focus, right? Um, I'm not going to come to your house or nothing like that, but <laughs> I'll check on you because I'm interested in you, right? I'm interested in seeing people win, especially when it comes to these finances, uh, because I feel like I wish I would have had this stuff available when we first started trying to get our money together. Right. But you want to immerse yourself. Uh, I always have headphones on and I'm listening to the things that I'm trying to focus on. Right. So right now I'm trying to learn how to communicate better. I'm trying to learn how to teach better. Right. So I'm listening to podcasts about teaching. I'm reading the books about uh, course design and curriculum design. I am getting myself prepared to teach the things that I know. Right. Because it's easy for me to do the things that I know. But a lot of times it may be it's not as intuitive for me to teach the things that I know, the best ways that that are available. Right. So as we're doing these podcasts and as we're uh, building out courses and classes and we're doing these boot camps, I want to be able to deliver to you the best experience possible to make sure that you get the transformation you're looking for financially. So those are the things that I immerse myself in. Right. I'm always looking at these things. I'm always reading these things. I'm always reading stuff about money. Right. So you can you can wonder, you know, I don't have a degree in finance or anything like that, but I know a lot of more about finance than a lot of people with finance degrees because I just kind of nerd out on this stuff. This is the stuff that I look at. And now that I have this podcast and now that I have people that come and ask me questions, I look and dig in this stuff even more. And because I'm a misfit by nature, I question everything and I always look for the third side of the coin. So you can always count on me for that. Um, so the next thing after you immerse yourself is use frameworks, right? Use frameworks that'll help you think, uh, without thinking, right? So what I mean by that, we talk about how we use our bucket system, right? So we, we sat down and we thought about what do we want our money to do for us? We wanted our money to contribute, right? We want to give tithe. We wanted to build wealth. We wanted to get better as individuals, as married couples, as parents, we wanted to ball out and have a good time, but we also wanted to make sure our necessities were, were taken care of. And we also wanted to make sure that when we needed to buy big ticket items that we had enough money saved for that. So when we looked at kind of our biggest primary deals, we decided, OK, let's set up a framework to where uh, for every dollar that comes in, we already know how to divide this money up. So since we have this framework already in place, I don't have to rethink every month or every week about wealth building because it's built into my my framework. It's my new standard. Right. Uh, other framework ideas you may be thinking about is when you go to work. Right. So there's a 40 hour work week. That's a framework for productivity in the United States. Now, a lot of this stuff is changing. Uh, you know, they're starting to realize that maybe 40 hours a week is not as productive as, as it can be. But generally, when people start a business, they start hiring people. We think about the 40 hour work week. Uh, you think about a seven day week. It's a framework. You think about bedtimes for your children. That's a framework. Uh, you think about your calendar and schedule. That's a framework. So you want to work in frameworks to where all you have to do is kind of fill in the gaps and you don't have to reinvent the wheel over and over and over. Uh, if you're more, if you're interested in the bucket system, uh, we got some uh, past episodes where we talked about that. Uh, one of those was um, stop budgeting. 
We talked about that quite a bit. And we also go over these in details in the boot camps. And we'll have another boot camp uh, probably in July before we go on break uh, for at, for the, for this at the end of this season. Right. So be on the lookout for the next boot camp for that. I got some new stuff in there, too. So once you get your frameworks together, find some accountability. Right. That's the other way I help keep myself focused is I find accountability. I'll tell my wife this is what I want to do. And Lord knows she's going to keep me accountable if I tell her something because she remembers everything. I I I <laughs> I don't remember things very well. I'm really good at conceptualizing things, but when it comes to memorizing things, I just my brain just doesn't. It's like, look, we can look that up, so we don't need to we don't need to memorize that. But as long as we understand things, let's go that way. So uh, another way you can help with accountability is tell your spouse, tell your friends. I know a lot of people say, don't tell people your goals and your dreams. I I am not uh, of that that thought. I'm of the thought that you tell people what you want to do. And those people that really care about you, that really love you, they're going to root for you and help you get to that perspective. Now, there are always going to be some people that discourage you and things like that. But usually it's not because they don't want you to win. It's because they're afraid. Right. They just haven't win. They haven't had the chance to win yet. So they're afraid. And maybe they're afraid of losing you. So it's not that they don't want you to win because they don't want you to win. A lot of times people like that are just afraid of getting left behind. But don't don't let that worry you. You got to win because when you when you when you raise your game, it gives other people permission to raise their game. Right. So get accountability again. Another way to get accountability is come join the misfits. Right. Uh, we do that. We'll I'll hold you accountable. Everybody in the community will hold you accountable. Uh, so that's a great way to find accountability, because if you're not accountability, accountable to anything, it's easy just to be like, man, forget it. And just put things off and procrastinate. And you want to protect yourself from that. Right. Uh, next thing is don't be reactive, but be proactive. Uh, we touched on this already a little bit about uh, the four, the 40 hour work week. And a lot of times we're at our jobs and we're so reactive to, to other random things, especially when it comes to our money. So we end up paying a lot of convenience fees for that reactivity instead of being proactive about our money, being proactive about our time, being proactive about our relationships being proactive about the things that are most important to us. And the reason why we're not proactive about it is because we don't keep it on the top of our mind. We don't keep it on the top of our mind because we don't see it. And since we don't see it, the brain just kind of reacts to the messages that we're receiving throughout the day. Right. And that's getting harder and harder and harder for us to filter out because we receive so many messages throughout the day, especially marketing messages. Our lives are surrounded by it. Uh, Facebook depends on these notifications that you they can interrupt you on these notifications. You come back and spend more time in Facebook so they can show you more marketing messages. Right. Yes, it's true that you uh, they want you to interact with your family and friends. But the true model of Facebook is to sell your information to their advertisers. Right. Uh, so if they can get you to spend more time on Facebook. They can sell that time and that spot to more advertisers. Right. So uh, that's pretty much how the world works from that perspective. But you want to be proactive about all these things now. And I know that's easier said than done. But if you start with what we're talking about today on focus or writing these things down, keep it in front of you. What happens is you start to think about what's important to you. When you tell when you ask what you want your money to do for you, it puts you in a different framework instead of what bills do I have to pay this week, which is reactive. Right. And, and if you flip it on the other side is what do I want my money to do for me? That is proactive. Right. And you can stop the, the terrible reactive cycle. 
right, of, of just reacting to the bills that as they come in or don't come in or you not react to them. Maybe you don't even open your bills and then next thing you know, you get that downhill roll of creditors calling you and yada, yada, yada. I won't go down there because that's not what this is about today. Uh, and then keep all that in mind and, and don't trust yourself, right? I know this sounds crazy, but I, I don't trust myself with my money, right, fully and wholeheartedly. And with that uh, ability to humble myself, I'm able to really uh, put priority on setting up these frameworks, putting priorities on being proactive, putting priorities on writing down my goals, putting priorities on making sure I can see this stuff all around me, putting priorities on creating a spend, spending plan and not necessarily uh, a budget or fudge it, right? As most of y'all, most of y'all do. Most people have taught y'all how to manage your money. Um, so because I don't trust myself, uh, I, I make a, it important. I make it a priority to make sure I get these things done because if I don't get these things done, I'm going to blow my money and I don't want to blow my money. I don't want to look up at the end of my life and see that I did not do everything that I could have done as far as living the full life, giving myself and my services and my money up to others, starting businesses, raising my family, giving my children experiences that I never had, uh, and being an amazing husband and, and just living life to the fullest, right? I'm afraid that if I don't be proactive, that I won't have those things. I'm afraid of that because... I've been through that. I've had six figure years in my life and I have nothing to show for it. I have looked up. I've looked at myself in the mirror after arguing with my wife over some $17 jeans. And felt sick that I'm fighting over some $17 jeans. Yeah, I'm a grown man mad at my wife for buying some $17 jeans. I refuse to go back there. I had a mentor one time ask me if I had $1,000 in the bank account. And at that time, I didn't. And he said, how does that make you feel? And I didn't really, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really think much of it because, you know, whatever, right? It wasn't that big of a deal. And he said to me, how many of you, have you been working 10 years or more? And I was like, yeah, been working 10 years or more. He said, you mean to tell me in those 10 years of working, You've not been able to save a hundred dollars a year. Whoa. Well, I guess not. He says, So you mean to tell me you're not important enough to save a hundred dollars a year? How much is a hundred dollars a year? Let's do the math. Now I know I've told this story before, but I'm <laughs> I'm gonna break it down. Because I want this to burn a little bit. If you don't have $1,000 in your name and you've been working for more than 10 years, right? 100 divided by 12, that's 12 months a year, that's $8.33 a month. Are you not worth $8.33 a month? Break that down. Let's average four weeks out of the month. That is $2 a week. Are we not worth that? When he broke it down like that, I got angry, right? And I, I start feeling terrible 
not only did I feel terrible because I didn't feel like I was where I wanted to be financially, but when he broke it down like that, it was, it was stupid. There was no reason for me not to be in a better position than I was financially. Right. Because the stuff that I had went through, the place, the things that I spent my money on didn't mean anything because I couldn't even remember what I spent my money on. Right. Because I I let other people spend my money for me. I let other marketing messages spend my money for me. I reacted instead of was being proactive and really asking what I wanted my money to do for me so I can live the life that I really want to live. And it wasn't until we start thinking like that, things start changing for us. I'm not rich. By any stretch of the imagination. Right. But I am a civil servant. Making 40, 50,000 a year. Pretty decent. Right. It ain't world breaking, but it's decent. I, I do. I do. OK. Right. I got a wife that stays at home. I got four kids. And we still do the things that we really want to do. We have time on our hands. We get to see our family. We get to take vacations. We get to go out. We get to buy cars. We own a beautiful home. We do all those things without the stress of money, of not knowing where it's going to come from, trying to time our bills with our paychecks. We don't do any of that anymore. And it all became, it all, I, I, I really do attribute it to what I'm talking about today. Is that you become what you think about is when I focused on that, when I really learned this and really started understanding what this was about and broke down how to focus. Basically, what I'm talking about today, controlling your environment, right? Understanding, number one, understanding where thoughts come from. They go from God, the enemy and your five senses or a.k.a. your environment. And since you are a product of your environment, you can. Which you are a product of your environment. Right. But the good news is you can change your environment. You can control your environment. Social sciences always says there's three ways that you can. You can have you can change. Right. And have permanent change is the things you're listening to. Right. The people you're hanging around and the, the books you're reading. Right. The experiences that you're having. If you're hanging around people, you've heard this before. If you hang around nine weed smokers, chances are you'll be the 10th. Same thing with money. If You hang around nine broke people. Chances are you're the 10th one. It's just the way it goes. And when I think and I say broke, I don't mean just. Not having money because you don't have money. If you listen to this, you you have money, right? You have money coming through your hands. You on your iPhone, you're on your Android or whatnot. You you have enough. You're not impoverished. You're not in some third world country, right? To where you have no access to internet. You have no opportunity. You listen to this, you got money coming in. If you don't have money coming in, you can find a way to get money coming in. If you don't have skills that you need, go back and listen to uh, how to get uh, how to get free education that episode i'll put a link to the show notes i talk about how you can get a lynda.com uh, subscription for free you can learn how to code you can learn how to be an accountant you can learn how to be a, a, a dj you can learn how to be an audio engineer there's so many things you can learn that's available to you today that wasn't available to us just five years ago right we talked about that but you can control your environment and if you control your environment, you need to figure out how to control it and control it. Right. Control what you can and don't worry about what you cannot control. Write down your goals, put it out on paper, write the vision, make it plain, keep it in front of you at all times. Immerse yourself in those things that you say you want. You say you want to be. Don't focus on, you know, the millionaire thing. Right. A lot of people are like, I want to be a millionaire. <clears throat> and it's not because of the million. It's it's what it takes. It's the information that you need to consume. It's the lives that you need to impact. It's the person you become 
is what the important part is when it's when on your journey to becoming a millionaire, right? And I like to focus on being financially independent anyway, not necessarily millionaire, because you can be financially independent on a whole lot less than a million dollars, right? Because we focus on cash flow, but we're not going to get in that right now. But immerse yourself, right? Use frameworks to help you to keep keep yourself out of the whole decision fatigue thing, right? You don't want to be making a ton of decisions. You already have enough decisions to make, so you want to minimize the decisions you have to make throughout your day. Right. Find a way to get some accountability in your life, whether that's through an accountability partner, whether it's through your wife or your husband. Uh, like I said, you can email me. I'm going to stay on you. Uh, be proactive, not reactive. We got to stop this reactive thing. Right. Get in front of your problems. Right. So they won't be a problem. Right. Don't be reactive. That's what children do. Right. It's part of being a mature adult. <laughs> right. It's being proactive. But you have to do all the. I understand it, but I have to do all these things that I mentioned before for me to be proactive, right? I have to keep these things in front of me because if not, then I just become reactive. If I don't write down what I want, if I'm not clear about that, then I just become reactive. I just kind of, life just kind of sends me on its way and I just kind of bounce off everybody else's walls, right? And then and I just don't trust myself to be able to handle all this by myself, to be able to keep all this in my head at, at all the time. So that's why I put this stuff down. That's why I try to control my environment, right? So you want to write out your thoughts, right? List out those things that you want most. And if you need to go back to episode 15, we talked about what to do. We don't trust yourself with money. Go back to that episode. I think it'll give you permission to be okay with that and empower you to find your system, your own method to where you can be trustworthy. When it comes to your money, and that just tends to affect everything else in life. So, hope that was helpful. That's all I got. I appreciate you listening. If you think this could be helpful to anybody else, you think it's useful, do me a favor and share this thing out. Let's get this thing shared out on social media. And if you like what you hear, this is your first time tuning in, and or if maybe you've never left us a rating or review. Please continue to leave those ratings and review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to uh, your podcast on. If you listen to it on the site, drop it in the comments or bring it to the Money Misfit group and let me know. I need to hear these things. These things help me uh, not only keep that motivation going, but knowing what I need to talk about, how I need to serve you best. So, uh, again, today, I hopefully that was helpful for you. Uh, and let's see if we can keep spreading the word. Uh, and remember, if you don't get your money right, Somebody else will get your money, right? So let's get it. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. God bless. MPS. MPS.